0: in a league of their own podcast is brought to you by smooth my balls are you sick of snagging your nuts or cutting yourself with a generic bic razor or generic clipper well now you don't have to worry smooth my balls offers. A five-star below-the-belt care for men, starting with the Turf Chopper 3.0, the next-level razor that provides a very smooth and clean finish with no cuts on your sack. And coming in for the closer, you got the Pube Muncher 1.0, a compact mini-vac that cleans up the job with no hair left behind. Head over to SmoothMyBalls.com today and use code LEAGUE at checkout for 15% off your top-of-the-line men's grooming kit. Again, that's LEAGUE. L-E-A-G-U-E for 15% off. Smooth my balls. Shave like a pro.
1: Rep Sports. Rep Sports is a leading supplement and nutrition company that provides everything from pre-workout and protein to recovery supplements. If you're looking for a healthy pick-me-up, Rep also offers Raise Energy, a zero-sugar drink that helps with workout workout and recovery uh, mental focus as well. Head over to repsports.com today and use code LEAGUE for 15% off your order. That's L-E-A-G-U-E for 15% off.
0: Golf kicks. Tired of wearing the same old parent-boring golf shoes? Not the most comfortable? Now you don't have to worry. Customize all types of shoes, from Crocs to flip-flops, sneakers to boat shoes, and wear them in style while you rip it up on the course. Head over to golfkicks.com and use code OWN20 at checkout to get a 20% discount on your order. That's O-W-N-20. Screw your shoes. Streamer Loot. Want to rep the best up-and-coming sports podcast? Of course
1: you do. Head over to streamerloot.co today and check out our first line of of merch. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and stickers. Again, that is streamerloot.co to check out our merch. Hey everybody, it's Monday, June 21st, 2021. The Bucks knock out Durant and the Nets and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, and John Ram wins this year's US Open.
0: There goes that man. Josh. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see that? <laughs> America's team. Yeah. Right. Oh baby. It's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy
1: week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. All right. Again, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um. Uh, a lot of fun stuff happened around the sports world this past weekend. Um, diving right into the NFL per usual. Um, just a couple things to throw out there. You might have kind of the same two things I have. One being that Eli Manning is going to be joining the New York Giants organization in business operations. Um, something with uh, fan development or something. I want to say something along those lines, if I remember correctly. And then this year as well, he's going to have his Jersey retired. I think it was September 26th, I think was the date I saw. They were going to be retiring his Jersey. So, um, yeah, I mean, good for him to, I mean, obviously get back to that organization and good for them to retire his Jersey
0: as well. Yeah, definitely a great thing for Eli Manning. He's definitely a legend um in the game just with the last name and with what he's done for the new york giants winning them a super bowl um when i was listening earlier today um mcafee and them were talking about this exactly what we were talking about and they brought up how this is like the perfect role for eli because he's like a goofy funny type of guy where this role, he gets to strictly go to like all the golf outings, all these places to try to get fans to come out, support the team, do all this type of stuff. So he really has the perfect job of being able to really go have fun and do what he wants to do and try to get people to come out and support the team. And when you're a legend of the giants, you know, encouraging people to come watch him, I'm pretty sure it's going to work over pretty well. So they should have a big fan base this season. Hopefully he's bringing some people back. and yeah that organization looks to turn the tables uh, now that they have that new coach and see how it goes from there
1: yeah um yeah the n f c East has always been one of those kind of divisions up for grabs really the last decade um the obviously the Eagles had kind of a uh uh dominant stint there for a couple of years when they won the Super Bowl, but otherwise every other year it's been a new team winning it winning the division basically, so um Yeah, like you said, obviously, Eli Manning is a good face to have on that organization, promoting it, um, being one of the few guys to be a a thorn in Tom Brady's side throughout his career. Um, So,
0: yeah, good for them there. And then the other
1: point I just have a quick question for you. Go
0: for it. Do you think the Mannings, as as a family, ever will own a team? Honestly, I'm surprised they don't
1: already. I mean – between the dad and then obviously Peyton and Eli,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if like. Cause the Chargers right now are going to be the team up for sale. Here's the fan, a fan, the family that owns them are in a big dispute right now. What they want to uh- do because three of the four want to sell the team and one wants to keep the team. So they're trying to work something out, but yeah, that franchise is potentially going to be on the table and that's like 3.2 billion, I think so yeah i'm surprised as well that they already don't but this is like footprints into learning how to run an organization and all that stuff too so this could be the first play in getting that done potentially because they got the money to do it oh
1: yeah of course and they i mean i'm sure they have like minority stakes in other teams, maybe not n f l teams but just other teams in general, so obviously they understand the business side of things um and again, the dad Archie, I'm sure he's i mean he basically what he did with Eli and Payton Peyton bringing them up, and then obviously his kind of legacy that he had on his own um yeah it I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, I didn't know the charges are kind of up for sale or going to be up for sale potentially, so yeah, I could definitely see that 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 family being involved in it. Otherwise, wasn't the Washington football team wasn't that um what's his name from Amazon?
0: Bezos. No, Bezos. The, the one guy who owns the majority originally was trying to sell off, but then he basically forced all the minority ownership groups of the Washington football team out and he basically owns the full team now some dude who already owned the majority stake. He basically forced all the other people out and now he owns the whole team and the whole city was like, I can't believe like they let this happen. Like the people let this happen and all that type of stuff. So who really knows the other franchise that I heard potentially in the next few years that could potentially be up for sale as well is the Chicago bears.
1: The I know owners are,
0: the owners are getting really old and, uh, Obviously, they're probably gonna look on to sell the team and create general wealth for many, many, many lifetimes down the road.
1: And it's kind of coming at a that's kind of coming at an interesting time too. Cause I don't know if you've seen that um the Bears bought us bought a huge piece of land at in Arlington Heights. So there's rumors at them moving out of Soldier Field in the next couple of years and building a new stadium.
0: Um That'd be insane because they just rebuilt like half of that stadium not too long ago. That's a beautiful stadium there. I know that they proud their practice facility and where they do their training camp is down there. So maybe that's what they're doing is building a new facility. That could be. Cause that's, that was like the big issue. Cause like Justin Fields. Uh, He's reporting to camp two weeks early and a lot of people are like well rookies are only allowed to technically go one week early but if your practice facility training facility is more than three hours away from your home location you can report rookies can report that week earlier and so Arlington Heights is a ways away so I think uh, that's probably part of the reason and I think that that's what they're going to do I think they're just revamping that whole workout training facility is they have a whole lot of young guys in there that could potentially be there for a long time.
1: Yeah. That'd make more sense. I just saw that they just bought the organization, bought a bunch of land over there. So they're like, Oh, they potentially going to move out of there. Yeah. And like you said, they've, they've put stuck some money into that stadium. So it wouldn't make sense for them to leave it already. That
0: location right downtown, right on the water, like, you can't beat that location for where they have that stadium mm-hmm. in that city. So like, I could never see them moving out of there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't guess it either. Cause soldier field is again, one of those stadiums kind like right of like
0: Lambo right up there the first where ones.
1: Yeah. Whereas it's, it's an iconic stadium. And again, it's one of those rugged, you don't go there for the comfortability. You go there for the atmosphere kind of places. So yeah. And then the other, uh, main point that i had for the nfl was uh Alvin camara is going to be working with nascar on growing their fan base so now he's um basically a two-sport athlete he's kind of been joking at um again being in the i can't remember what is it, his exact title was but basically working on trying to grow the fan base of nascar um i don't know exactly what they're going to have him do there but um I mean, obviously, you have an NFL because obviously the NFL is leaps and bounds more profound than NASCAR. So, if you have a guy from the NFL establish himself with a sport like NASCAR, I mean, just just this alone, you're going to have people come from the NFL. Oh, I know Alvin Kamara. Oh, he's affiliated with NASCAR. You're going to get thousands of people just there alone checking out the sport of NASCAR because they recognize his name. So, um, yeah, it's always cool to see kind of the overlap of athletes between either men's and women's of that sport or just different sports completely in this case.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely something interesting that you brought up there. And then I just, w- while you're saying that I just just did some looking cause I was curious about soldier field. Now that, you, that we brought it up um, they have just done some renovations. Um, like you said, they did buy um, land there the Arlington uh, Heights international race course is for sale and that's what they purchased there. But the bears are under a current lease at soldier field through 2033. So if they were going to move, it would be a ways down the road yet because they are, I was just looking at some renovation products that they got and they were like redoing some scoreboards and stuff. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, 2033, that's, 12 years 12 years away that's still enough to where if they wanted to move out they could plan start planning out to break break Mm -hmm. ground in like six seven years to work on a project like that
0: well man too. bigger cities how big are big cities eventually going to get with the population stuff continuing to grow mm -hmm. and people move you know people move from city to city where if you get if chicago gets a super influx of people that um go in there maybe that's all maybe you know they get a good deal to make apartments and stuff right down there and they just yeah we'll sell this and we'll go build a stadium somewhere else i think Mm -hmm. it's really yeah
1: yeah that's all i had for the nfl if you had any other points to throw out there
0: yeah i just have one cole beasley um recently came out and stated if it if it comes down to it he'll play the season for free as long as he's able to go out and do what he wants and live life like how he should be able to in the United States without getting the vaccine and it's really interesting that he's taking such a strong stance and so many other players as well calling the NFLPA a joke on how they somehow like approve that all these measurements could be taken as far as teams saying people can't have access to this. And it just makes no sense that the NFL would segregate its own players when they're all, it's all part of a business. And if you upset the players, you could potentially, I don't know, man, I, I if it really comes down to it and these players really can't do anything, I feel like some are going to hold out potentially even strike. Um, If, if obviously they keep trying to push the vaccine and people continue to say, no, 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 no. Um, who knows how, how far, you know, this gets taken. Cause it's pretty adamant that there's a lot of people that aren't, aren't getting the vaccine. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting situation. And again, it's good for him to st- keep his ground with it. And obviously he doesn't, he's had a very long career. So, I mean, so long as he's managed his money well, he doesn't need probably the money at this point anymore in his career. So. I'm sure, like you said, he's more than willing to opt out of his money for the year if it means that he can live his life like a normal human being. And like we talked about last episode about the hesitancy of players getting the vaccine because you see players like John Ram, who we'll talk about in a little while, and then Chris Paul, both have had the, are vaccinated and both got the virus, in which the is forced the to Montreal, miss
0: Canadians as well.
1: Uh, that's right which have they have all had to miss time from their sport so it's like for one the vaccine is not effective and and two the protocols in place are not protecting the people who are vaccinated if you're just taking them out so yeah i don't know it's again good that cole beasley is kind of shining some light on the flaws of the league and the nfl pa and all that stuff but we'll see who kind of backs him up and again like you said if we're going to start to see holdouts and potentially a strike about that. But yeah, so before we move on here to the NBA, um for those of who have followed along from the from the beginning, uh I don't know, probably a handful of episodes, maybe a, a couple of weeks ago, we've talked about implementing new segments into the show here again as the NHL and NBA playoffs are going to be wrapping up here in the next month or so. Um we got to find ways to bring new con- more content and things to talk about so again being that we're a wisconsin-based podcast we always get the uh, the stigma of oh you guys are from canada like the way we talk so we're gonna have a set the segment that we're gonna call it's gonna be basically something or no because you know we're close to canada so or, or, or no is something that us wisconsinites say a lot so Uh, Kind of the thing that I'm going to do today is I have 10 NFL uh, athletes listed here. And basically today's segment is going to be called cover athlete or no. So I'm going to give Austin a athlete and he's going to tell me whether or not that athlete has been on the, um, I'm adding cover, obviously based off of memory. So, so we'll kick
0: things off here. We have Ray Lewis cover athlete or no. Oh, yeah, he was. I don't want to believe that was 07 or 08. Oh, 05. Oh, fuck. Oh, 05. I got the list here just to, to uh, make sure I'm
1: on top of my stuff. So,
0: yeah, he was my favorite. He was my favorite player growing
1: mm-hmm. up. I remember I, the intro. Like the how every Madden has like the intro before you get into the game. That was like one of the coolest ones. I remember, like, because it did his whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was like one of the first years where they had like those sick intros with the music behind it and like the hype and all all that kind of stuff. But all right. That's
0: crazy. That that was 16 years ago.
1: Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) I remember playing that on PS2. Yep. (laughs) All right. The next athlete, Matthew Stafford, cover athlete or no?
0: No, <laughs> you're, yeah. I mean, he, he could have been one.
1: He could, he could have been a, a couple times, but again, looking at the team he's been on for a long time. Um
0: I'm surprised like him trait going to the Rams that this season, he potentially wasn't on the cover. It was surprising that they went to the two cover athlete when that yeah. was a big move or JJ Watt in the Cardinals mm-hmm. uniform Cause that's usually kind of how they do it. It's either a big move, somebody going from one team or somebody who's just the MVP or the MVP usually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, for,
1: uh, again, a couple of weeks ago when we did our schedule of predictions for the NFL, you had mentioned Jameis Winston being your MVP prediction, then mine being Matthew Stafford. So he could potentially be on the next Madden cover next year. So, um, like you said, it's usually based off of a huge move or uh, the previous MVP. All right, the next athlete we have here is Jerry Rice. Cover athlete
0: or no? I want to say yes, but I think no. You're right. He was not a cover athlete. Um,
1: Madden started um, actually in in 1986. well, 98 uh, is the first John Madden football because 1998 through 2000, John Madden was on the cover. So it was 2000 on is when they put
0: the athletes, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was just an iconic name to throw out there. I figured I'd get you to think about it for a second I go on go 100%
0: one. on this then. What do you mean? Because I was eight, so I played all these games. So I should hopefully, from memory, go 100%. Yeah, I mean, it would have been tricky because I was like, I really wonder when they started putting, because I remember as a kid, it was always just John Madden and what's his name were on the cover, Pat Summerall, those two were normally always on the cover, it was just John, and then, yeah, I remember when they finally switched, that's kind of when all I think the games switched over to athletes on the cover, because I think NHL was the same, oh, actually, no, I think NHL has been doing it for a while. All right, next.
1: OBJ cover athlete or no? Oh yeah. Yep, 2016 he was the cover athlete. And that the, was the picture
0: of the the... iconic,
1: yep, the iconic one-handed catch. Um He's it's funny kind of looking at the list of the cuz there's always the madden curse of being on the cover and and you, get and you, you either get hurt or have a shitty season and I'm pretty sure uh, Mahomes was the first one to break it. He won the break Super Bowl. it. He won the Super Bowl the year after. So, um, yeah. All right. Moving on here. Uh, Mr. Brett Favre, cover athlete or no?
0: I don't think so. I think a Legends edition I think he might have been on one, but I don't think he was. He was Madden what? 09. Oh man. Madden
1: 2009 hit the year after Jets. he left the Packers.
0: He was on the Jets, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, but he he was he was in a Packers jersey on the cover, but yeah, it was the year it was the summer after the whole Packers fiasco that they put him on the cover and there's a lot of controversy about that.
0: All right. Um, it was my memory.
1: All right. Um all
0: right. I'm taking but, a half a point for that one.
1: <laughs> all right. The next one. Antonio Brown, cover athlete or no?
0: Yeah, I think he was.
1: He was two ni- or 2019. Um, so just a couple years ago, he was on it. I think that was his it was his last was, year with this Yeah, the that Steelers. Was, yep. Because that was his Madden Curse. Is he was on the cover and then his whole the whole
0: downfall the whole yep.
1: downfall happened for him after that all right uh donovan McNabb, cover yep. athlete or no yeah yeah. 2006 for mr McNabb on that one i remember playing that one on uh psp i think <laughs> i think that was about the time i think he was that's who it was or no it was um i'll tell you i don't have he's not one of the lit on my list vince young that was the one 2008.
0: That's the one I remember playing. Uh, the uh, every time I hear his name, I just think that's hilarious that he thought Flying Private was literally buying every single plane ticket on the plane. Dude, that's what he did. I'm not even kidding. That's literally there's a story. Um, I forgot who told it, but it was somebody who played with him, and that's what he said that he thought Flying Private was. Buying every single plane ticket on the whole plane and flying on the plane by yourself. <laughs> wow! You find, out the hard, you find out the hard way when you. Yeah, yeah,
1: no kidding. Jeez. Yeah. That's inexpensive. But he
0: was arguably probably one of the greatest college football quarterbacks of all time.
1: Yeah, even even his time on the Eagles, because he never he never won a Super Bowl. He. Went there. I think he what, Would they make it twice? Titans. He was in the Titans. I was thinking, I was talking about McNabb. Oh, I thought we were talking about Vince Young. Oh, I thought you were saying McNabb was the guy who was thinking that was talking about the plane ticket thing. Oh, no, Vince Young. Oh, so that makes sense because when you're like, oh, one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, I'm like, I don't think McNabb was that good in college, <laughs> but sure, whatever. No. <laughs> I'll just go along with it. But yes, Vince Young, yes, arguably one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. All right, we got three left here. We have Peyton Manning cover athlete or no? Yeah, no, he was never on a cover. <laughs> never on a cover. This this was one that, that is
0: very surprising.
1: Yeah, it is surprising. Again, multi-time if MVP. Antonio
0: Brown gets on a cover and Peyton Manning does. <laughs> it's pretty surprising. Yeah, especially when Peyton Manning is literally the like the perfect person that you'd want to be the face. I know of the NFL of your cover. <laughs> that was the
1: first guy I added on here. I knew he wasn't. I knew he wasn't a cover athlete. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna throw this one in there because I bet, I, I figured I'd stump you on that one. But all right, on the last two here, Richard Sherman, cover athlete or no? Yes. 2015. Um, was that the year?
0: That was the year the Hawks won the bowl. The year before, like. The, The the year after. So, yeah. All right. Legion of Boom.
1: Legion of Boom. All right. We got the last one here. Julio Jones, cover athlete or no?
0: Yeah. Nope. (laughs) No way. (laughs) I really. Oh, fuck. I got him confused with fucking Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yep. Larry Fitzgerald. That was the last dual cover of him and Troy Palmalu in 10 or uh, Madden 10, I
0: should say. And D-Hop was on a cover as well, wasn't he?
1: Nope. He was on a cover. Um, There's only a handful of receivers. Uh, OBJ, Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald.
0: That's it. Those are the only only receiver cover athletes. Barry Sanders, was he on one?
1: Yeah, him him and... um, Adrian Peterson, we're on the twenty-five year anniversary one. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: Because that was, that was the legends one. Is it or like what do they call that one?
0: So who's the first one? First, Eddie George. Eddie George. That's right. And then who was it?
1: Dante Culpepper, Marshall Falk, Mike Vick, Ray Lewis, McNabb, Sean Alexander. Vince Young, Favre, Fitzgerald, and Paul Amalu. Breeze, Peyton Hillis, which is, is still such an that's odd That's crazy, one. yeah. And then Calvin Johnson in 13. And then again, Barry Sanders and Adrian Peterson on the 25-year anniversary. Sherman on 15, OBJ, Gronk, Brady. Gronk. Antonio Brown, Mahomes, Jackson, and then now Mahomes and Brady again.
0: Yeah, that's great. Cr- yeah, that's wild that Rogers isn't on on a cover either. Yeah,
1: a three time MVP and he's hasn't been.
0: Those look awesome.
1: Hasn't been on a cover. Yeah, usually that's like your go to. It's like your MVP is on your cover, and he's been MVP three times. But also, who knows? He could have opted out and said he hasn't want wanted to. Yeah, be. Yeah,
0: that's him. like Bill.
1: <laughs> Doesn't want to be in He's got the generic. Dude, that looks nothing like Bill Belichick, who's the coach on Madden every year.
0: Yeah, because it's ultimately up to them.
1: Mm-hmm. well, at least get like Josh McDaniels or something. You know what I mean? Like have an offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator, have somebody who's willing to put their face on the game and have them be the coach on the sidelines. Yeah, but then that's not legit. Madden didn't do that. That's true because then every other team, there's 31 head coaches on the game and then an offensive coordinator. So
0: at least they- maybe if it gets down the road where they got all the coaches and stuff on, who knows?
1: Is it even, do they even have Bill Belichick's name? Or when you go to the playbook, does it just
0: say Patriots? Patriots. Huh? I know it used to say B Belichick in the old, in like going around, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's literally just says Patriots yeah he's never been an ea dude yeah he's been one of those guys it's awesome though that's totally it fits him for sure
1: but yeah so that kind of that wraps up our segment there again we'll kind of do the same thing jumping around from nhl to nba to hall of famers yes or no or um we'll think of something so that's going to be one of our segments maybe we'll do that every monday throughout the summer that'll be kind of our monday segment and then maybe wednesdays and fridays we'll add different segments in but let us know what you guys thought of that um feel free to throw in the comments too anything that you want us to break down and do or no segment of so all right then going over to the nba here um excited excited to dive into it right away the milwaukee bucks take down the scary heavily favored Brooklyn nets in a game seven overtime thriller. Um, and they advanced to the Eastern conference finals. Um, what were your thoughts on that game on Sunday?
0: Um, big team game. Um, everybody showed up to play. Um, KD did what he, you know, he did everything that he could and it wasn't enough. Um, I'd like to just give a shout out to him right away. Hell of a series. Hell of the last three games that he played. It was very impressive to watch. Um, as far as the Bucks winning, great. Big, big decision, though, that I was really questioning is James Harden. How much Steve Nash actually let him play um, when he kind of really didn't even do anything. That I feel like that hurt them more than helped them, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um Bucks it it helped the Bucks though and obviously we moved on but yeah that's that's the decision I think that they're gonna have to rethink and James Harden's playoff woes continue Um, disappears in the playoffs Uh, for whatever reason he's unbelievable during the regular season every single year but when it comes to the postseason he big games he disappears Um, yeah I'm and then us facing Atlanta, which is – we'll get into that as well. Um, Bucks got an easy route to the finals. Mm. And it, on the other end, it looks – for the Suns, it looks the same way, which we'll get into that as well. But, yeah, it's looking for a two-team collision course right now for <laughs> for the finals, um, which both teams should be able to get out in four or five games. Mm-hmm.
1: Only thing for the Suns is they're going to have two games in before Milwaukee plays their first. So that's going to be kind of unless they kind of do a similar thing where they start to have off, make the Suns and Clippers do two, two game, two nights off in between games
0: instead of one to let Milwaukee catch up. They're going to because uh, Clippers played game seven and then they had a they traveled the next day and then played the following day. So they're definitely going to have to get a, the, the NBA is going to have to give them a game of rest because the other games went game seven, which is awesome. You know, fans love seeing that. And yeah, let's go Bucks. Uh, the whole, it was awesome to see on television when they did the panoramas out to Milwaukee, all the people outside. And the deer district. Yeah. That was unbelievable the amount of support that the Bucks are getting this year. And Giannis finally gets over that second round hump. Let's see what we can do now that we've made it here to, to round round three, uh, four wins, and we could be looking at bringing a title home to Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, definitely looking forward to it.
0: And then jumping right over to
1: the other side of the East again, the Hawks take down the 76ers in game seven yesterday. So, oh, the Bucks game was Saturday. I said Sunday. The Hawks game was yesterday, Bucks were Saturday. Um. Big question in Philly is Ben Simmons done in Philly again? He had five points in Game Seven. He had only nineteen points in his last three combined, and had an NBA playoffs history worst thirty
0: two point eight percent free throw percentage for the playoffs. Oh, well, and Andy had that layup that was I don't know if you saw it. The dunk, uh, dunker, dunker layup that he spun that around before. and he was on Trey. Dude, he's six ten, like two forty and you're going against Trey Young all you got to do is reach up and dunk you could dunk you could pick up Trey Young on your way to the basket and put him in and he chooses to pass it like that would have tied the game with 3 minutes left
1: mm-hmm. you get you get the guaranteed two if you get a bump on the way up you go to the free throw line even though you that's where you've sucked all all series you can make it a three point play, but instead he passed it off. The other guy went to the free throw line and made one and post game as well. Joel Embiid said the same thing that he said, I think that was the turning point. He was, he sat there. He was trying to think of how to say it without being an asshole. When, uh, when we passed up an open shot and then ended up making one free throw and everybody knew exactly what play he was talking about. Um, and the same thing with Doc Rivers, the head coach, when asked if Ben Simmons could be a, a point guard for a championship team, he said, I don't know how to answer
0: that right now. Yeah. And that then, was kind of a dick move. Yeah. So, it's like he doesn't have nothing to speak for himself either. Like how many playoff runs of great teams to see coach that have lost it's on, him t- yeah. it's on him too. You know, like, yeah, he didn't play great. Everybody knows that, but like also at the same time, if he's not playing great, why are you playing him?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, Phillies were, or Phillies, the uh, 76ers were the number one seed in the East. And basically, it came down to two guys being out of it. Ben Simmons, psychologically, whatever, something was just off of them where he couldn't make a shot. And then Embiid's been fighting a knee injury over the past yeah, really month gonna or two.
0: Get, he's going to have to get surgery, I bet. So when your top two
1: scorers on your team, one and they're both struggling and B was still putting up 30, 40 points a game. So he was doing his part. Um,
0: Everything he could is that's right.
1: So yeah, that'll be a fun series again. Um, I, I think Atlanta is definitely the a better matchup for Milwaukee, which again gives Milwaukee the home, the home court advantage as well. So if they can jump out to a 0 lead at home um, and steal at least one in Atlanta, uh, hopefully they can wrap things up and, five six games there as well
0: yeah also pretty cool uh this matchup there's a native from wisconsin from merrill wisconsin paul jesperson the guy who hit the uh buzzer beater for uni in the march madness tournament i want to say that was maybe five years ago four years ago anyway he plays for the atlanta hawks and i saw him post on instagram uh what a dream come true playing against the bucks in the eastern conference finals I don't know how much playing time if he plays at all but he is on the team so I just thought that that was really cool. That Wisconsin kid facing the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals I think that's pretty neat.
1: Yeah. And then uh, um another another thing is uh coach Bud playing against his old team that he used to be a head coach for so it, there's a a couple of things kind of on the line. I guess some old history between some players in these teams. And these two teams are ones that, again, they're from the same conference, but they didn't play a lot this year. I think they only played four times. They might have played two games in Atlanta and two games in Milwaukee, whatever it might have been. I don't even know what they, the regular season would end up being if the Bucks won all, or won that, um, like, the series of games against the, the Hawks this year or how that went. But
0: We won two two of three. We won 129-115 in January. We won one twenty one oh nine on April 15th, and then we lost on April 25th, four, one eleven. 111 Okay. So the games that we've won, we've won pretty handedly. And the game that they won, it was 7-7. Seven by seven.
1: And I think the one that they lost was towards the end of the year, and they're I think they were resting some They guys were. That...
0: They rested. They rested. And Atlanta had to play to get in.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, a good series there. And then wrapping up the NBA here again, we were briefly talking about the Suns. They take oh, a 1-0 series lead over the Clippers yesterday. Um, it was a pretty back-and-forth game. It was a really good game. They, they, it wasn't, like, lopsided. The Clippers had some good runs. Again, the Suns are without Chris Paul. The Clippers are without Kawhi. And I guess we'll find out which team is needs which guy back fat, faster.
0: Um, Oh, and D book going off with that triple double. He, uh, he carried that team with 29 points in the second half. Um, Unbelievable. His first ever triple double. And he said post game that he knew that since Paul was out, he would have to facilitate the ball a little bit more and move it around, kind of take on that role that he, he's normally just the scorer. And now he, he had to turn his game up a notch and he clearly was able to elevate his game. And, yeah, Paul George disappearing. Um, It's interesting to see, you know, all the talk about him on how he's such a great player. It seems like he always disappears in the playoffs as well. It seems like every series he may have one or two games um, that he does pretty good, but those are games that are usually blowouts, uh, usually in tough games, close games. He kind of shrinks. And yeah, like you said, it's going to be a race to see who gets back first, whether Kawhi is going to be coming back. Potentially. I know at first they said potential ACL sprain. I, they still, I don't think have said anything what it is. I think they're just keeping it vague to a knee injury. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think they said, they said MRI results and then he came back negative. That's all I've seen. So it's not,
0: it's not a tear. It's just be a strain if, if anything, but um and then, yeah, with Chris Paul having to get the two positive tests, who knows how that's going as well to see how soon he gets back. Him resting is only going to help them in the long run. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um,
1: what was he going to say? Oh, um, interesting take by Stephen A. Uh, on Devin Booker. Um, this morning he said that Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. Is that kind of a high expectation? Is that kind of blowing up Devin Booker a little too much, or do you think that it's going to manifest itself over the next
0: couple of years? Yeah, I think that's right on for the course. Uh, Those two were very good friends, um, very close. I know Devin, he models his game after Kobe, and after last night's performance, he joins the list of Kobe, Jordan, and I forgot the other person to have a triple-double in the conference finals. Um, Yeah. He, he plays just like him. He takes the shots. He, he, it's like he's crafted his game to be like a Kobe 2.0 almost. It's, it's really amazing to watch. And yeah, I, I totally see it. And I believe Devin Booker wants, you know, wants to try to fill that and become that as well. And He's, he's doing really good so far.
1: Yeah, I agree. At first, it was like like to throw Kobe's name out there like that, but then it's like you look at the statistics, you look at what Devin Booker's done. Again, on the court, off the court, just carries himself very well. Um, I think he's going to turn that Suns franchise into a potential kind of a, a legacy, kind of like a, a Warriors or um, –
0: People are going to be wanting to go to Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it's going to be one of those kind of situations of where, in five years, D book is going to be like a LeBron or a Curry to where he's going to say, "Go get me that guy," and then they go get him, kind of thing. So, yeah, that's all I had on the uh, the NBA.
0: Anything else you want to throw throw in there? Let me take a look here. Um, I'll, I'll just speaking still about uh, Booker. Him and Bradley Beal both came out and said that they are committed to the Olympics next month in Tokyo. So oh. that's cool to see that they're going to be playing for them as well.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't remember who's all on that team, but I mean, when you have those two guys, um, I'm trying to think who else was Jason Tatum. Was he another think, one?
0: Yeah, I think he was another one. Um, CJ McCollum, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a handful handful of guys
1: yeah um then moving over to the mlb here then um again some good weekend baseball kyle schwarber uh he had three home runs yesterday in a uh, win for the nationals um again anytime you're hitting three home runs in a game got to make mention of it and then just a couple days after having their second triple play of the year the yankees turn a third triple play um from third to second to first, uh, was the first triple play to end a game since 2009. I think it was the Phillies, I think is who they said was the last team to do that. So again, the, the Yankees are just kind of a average team this year. They're not doing anything special, but the last couple of days, they've had some highlights to throw out there at least. Um, over to the Brewers, they split their weekend series with the Rockies. Uh, and they have an opportunity to boost their record this week as they play the distraught D-backs again. That team with 17 loss streak and a 23 losses straight on the road. The series is in Arizona, so the D-backs will have to wait to try to break that that road streak another time. And then um, after this series, they go back to uh, again playing the Rockies next weekend. So again, two baseball clubs that are kind of struggling this year. So the Brewers have an opportunity to try to win five five or six of their next uh 7-8 games. So again, they're still sitting tied with the Cubs. The Cubs are matching them game for game, not not giving any ground. So again, it's going to be another NL Central battle to the end. Maybe we'll see a game 163 again where to see who's going to be um the division winner there. Uh the Giants move on to an MLB best 46 and 26 record Sunday with an 11-2 win over the Phillies. And today Jacob DeGrom gets the green light to start uh game one of their double header with the Braves. Uh he was dealing with some some shoulder soreness. And again, just throwing his name out there, having a historical season with uh a sub one era. Um, he's had a couple uh shoulder tightness, soreness, injury, or I don't call them injuries, more or less rest, where he's got he's missed a couple starts here and there to where they've had
0: to put somebody else in, but um. And I think he's leading the league in like batting average with runners and score something like that. It was something insane that I saw the other like the last time that he had to start because he had zero earned runs through like four innings when they pulled him, and he had a base hit and he struck seven out of his last eight, and it was just like, wow, this guy's this guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got for the MLB. I got one thing on the MLB. Um, Shohei Ohtani ties the MLB um, leading for home runs with uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. with 23. There was I saw some stat over this last week. He pitched a game and won, and he hit six home runs <laughs> just this last week. And he is he is participating in the home run derby, so that's awesome to see him hit some. Box. Yeah, he's been kind of one of those dude. He's corns that the you- great, greatest baseball player of all time. <laughs> There's Babe Ruth, arguably people compare him to because Babe Ruth did the same thing. He pitched and played, but he didn't do the numbers that Otani. Oh, like in today's pitching is a lot more developed and advanced than it was way back then. You know, I'm sure back then guys are just throwing heaters. <laughs> where now you have so many different pitches and all that type of stuff too. But yeah, what Otani is doing is incredible. Just you really wonder with Mike Trout being the superstar name in Los Angeles, does he try to go to a big market? You know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, Mm -hmm. do they try to get him over there to sell some tickets and try to become relevant again? Because both of those teams seem to have been struggling the past few years as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, unfortunate being that good and putting up those kind of numbers on a losing team. Um, but again, Mike Trout's been doing it for years. So And it, he's
0: hurt right now, so that really helps Otani.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, if he wants to chase a ring, obviously the Angels is not the place to do it unless they restructure that team and add some more firepower in the bullpen and stuff like that. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me next year and the next couple of years if Otani tries to go find himself a ring or even a
0: trout dude,
1: city, but... go over the Dodgers. That'd be a, that'd
0: be a Dodgers move to go out and get another freaking superstar. Cause they got the money to do it. Yeah. You think about Mike Trout too, like the legendary career he's had with no rings. You think if he's going to start chasing here now that he could potentially be on the back half of his career, now that he's had this injury, this is the first, like, you know, road bump that he's faced. This could be one that puts him on the back nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that either. Yeah, that Cause could people, be a- people Because people who don't get hurt for a long time, and then when they do get hurt, it's something pretty bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's usually something... Because baseball players play so much, they're used to being sore and all that, and he, you know, they used to play through that, but, like, something that this severe, where it's hindering him that much, who knows, like, that could definitely alter your career path. Imagine
1: a package deal like that: Otani and Trout put send both of them to one team,
0: and basically a five starting pitchers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, it. it you could... mean your starting pitcher and your infield.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I say, that one episode. Oh, your film guy? Yeah, he's ours too now. <laughs> your announcer at your stadium? Yeah, you got to find a new guy. Head coach too? He's coming. <laughs> Yeah, um, NHL playoffs again heating up. What's going on over there?
0: Yeah, so over the weekend, first we had Montreal um, get the win against Vegas. They won three to two in overtime to take a two to one series lead. That came after Coach Dominique Ducharme tests positive for COVID after he came out and said that he's been feeling this way for the, he's been feeling perfect for, he says he hasn't felt sick in probably like six months or something along those lines. Like he hasn't been sick in a long time. He has no idea why the NHL is keeping him out when he doesn't feel sick or nothing along those lines. Um, he did have to be isolated for games three and four. Um, they did lose game four in overtime on a, on a play where Nicholas Roy, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, empty netter basically kind of of a play, just a breakdown, defensive end. So they, even the series 2-2, two to two, that series is definitely heated up, especially um, for Vegas. They start backup goaltender Robin Leonard. He comes out and gets the win. They did go to this tactic when they did play a Colorado Avalanche and in that game, the Avalanche won 8-1. Um, they really tore apart Leonard, and that was kind of like a rest day for Flurry. Now he goes and gets the win. Is he hot? Who do you start in game five? Um, that's really coming down to what the question is going to be. Some people are expecting that Leonard's going to play again in game five. Give Flurry a little bit more rest, and then he can come back and play six through the rest of the finals. Um, hoping that he just gets a little bit little bit of rest and gets his head right because the goal that Montreal ended up winning in game three uh, was totally Fleury's fault. Stopped the puck behind the net, and he went to clear it, didn't get it all the way over, and the guy just tucked it in an empty net. So you live and you learn. Even veterans make simple mistakes like that when the adrenaline's flowing, especially when you get to overtime. Um, one thing that was very interesting the other day that I heard uh, Paul Bissonnette from Spit and Chicklets talk about is – how so many fans and people are on people making a bonehead play or doing something along those lines where in the game of hockey where you have to make such a quick decision, like on a a split second decision, when you, when you've just been skating and you have no oxygen pumping to your brain because you're so tired, you can't make a good decision (laughs) because you just literally just can't just goes Sometimes when you make a bad play, you literally think that that's your best option at that time because your brain's not working properly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's so you uses, that was just a really good point to point out. I was like, I never thought about it that way. Like sometimes you just make a boneheaded play because you're that exhausted or just aren't, you know, something's not going right. So that was interesting that he made that point. And then um, New York Islanders, they tie up the series as well to a piece after they won the last two games on home ice, <laughs> I th- knew this was going to happen. Um, this series is going seven um, mark my words. And I, I honestly feel that New York Islanders are going to pull this one out uh, line four for the New York Islanders. They've scored two goals and had three assists over their last two games, which is huge. When your fourth line produces like that. Um, yeah, they kind of punched Tampa in the mouth a little bit, setting the play with a lot of physicality. Um, I know they've been trying to get a little extra touches in on the goalie, Vasilevsky, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, trying to rattle his cage a little bit. And then all, all thanks to uh, Ryan Bullock. Um, for those of you who saw that play, Tampa Bay defenseman came in, did a spinorama, had the goalie beat wide open, went to put it in, and the defenseman comes out of nowhere with, Blocks it, game-saving play with. I think there was one second left at that point, and yeah, I mean they went for it. They're all in at this point, and they're they're looking to take the series. This has been a very interesting series because Tampa is the favorite. They've they've been the cup favorite since Tampa or since Colorado's been out. Um, people talk about their depth and their speed. Will New York? They play a different style of game. They really strategically play, play the game and they match up each line to perfection with the other team. And at the end of the day, it comes down to your goaltending, which all these four teams that are still left standing, their goalies are unbelievable. And Vegas kind of has the upper hand with the one, two punch, um, where all these goalies if other teams have just rid one guy, the whole ride till the wheels fall off basically. Um, and if the wheels fall off, it's, (laughs) That's sad because you're going home. And then just my last point on the New York Islanders, they released season tickets for the first season for next season at USB arena. The season tickets sold out in like, I think it was like 17 minutes. It was something absurd (laughs) where, and you could tell by watching on TV, that barn, that barn, they love their fan. Like those fans, all they have is the Islanders because the jets suck You're not a Patriots fan. And if you live on Long Island, you know, it's you don't really have a lot going for you. I mean, Brooklyn moving (laughs) from from Long Island now into New York. So you lost your basketball team. It's like you don't have a lot going for you. And this Islanders team, it's been a long time since they've won a Stanley Cup. I think it was 86 the last time that they won one. It's been a long time coming. And I think that maybe their team can bring it home for them this season. I just thought that it's, it's it's awesome to see, besides Tampa, because I saw this meme, everybody in America is voting anybody to win besides Vegas because everybody hates Vegas. And then everybody in Canada wants Canadians to win. Everybody in Florida wants Tampa to win. And then it was like a little map, just Long Island, tiny little dot of people rooting Islanders fans. <laughs> it's like, that'd be cool if they do it. Yeah, regardless, it'd be cool to see an Islanders-Canadians-Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah, dude, especially for Cole Caulfield, too, as well. He scored two goals um, in his last two games. He's on a heater right now. Um, it's awesome to see. I'd, like I said, if he makes it to a Stanley Cup, that'd be awesome to see a kid who really in the last six months went from playing juniors to playing for Team USA to going to the Badgers and taking him to a Big Ten uh, finals game, and then going, playing in your first game, scoring your first goal, getting called up, doing all of that, and then having two series clinching assists in the first two rounds, scoring, you know, the conference finals. Like, everything's going right for the kid right now. And as you watch him, he seems he's starting to get more comfortable out there on the ice, making more plays, skating with the puck. Um, it's really cool to watch such a young kid, you know, kind of, the line that he's on is all guys who are 26 and younger and they play like a veteran line out there, like how they're moving around and stuff. It's really neat to see how this young line is really molded into really a veteran, a veteran line.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely awesome to again see a Wisconsin native Doom Doom is doing, doing And again a very short time frame that he's done it. So yeah, then uh The last point, at least last point, I have to throw out there today is uh, John Ram uh, winning this year's U.S. Open. Um, He had a score of six under. um, What did he go four under the last day? 67,
0: five under. Him and Colin Moricao were the only two that shots because. Going into the final round, 67, Colin Morka was the only guy that shot a 67. He had, like, the best round. And then Rom went out and shot a 67 on Sunday. It says minus four here. Oh, for, so then par 71 four. then.
1: Yeah, it was a 71 course. That's okay. right. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Regardless, again, good for him to make a bounce back after a couple weeks ago, getting – uh, being forced to withdraw from the Memorial tournaments uh, due to testing positive for COVID um, being right there in a lot of tournaments, having a lot of top 10 top five finishes and being the first ever Spanish uh, native to win the U S open. So again, props to him.
0: And this was his first major. I do believe. Yep. Yep. It is his first major as well. Yeah, that was awesome. Him talking about just everything kind of after the whole COVID thing, he kind of, it wasn't meant to be type of mindset and just easy flowing. And he's just said ever since he's become a father, he's kind of seen taken on a new perspective to life. And it's just awesome to see him really those last two putts that he made on 17 and 18, just tiger esque moments of it gave me goosebumps, like watching him fist pump the crowd going wide. Like that was unbelievable, you know, and him being a like, one of the most consistent, I should say golfers right now um to know you have to make it to in that pressure. Like, it seems like when the pressure dials up, he turns on his a game, almost like that tiger vision where it's, he's, he's a very incredible golf player. And for him being as young as he is, who knows how long he could potentially dominate here on the PGA tour. Um, if he puts his game together where he can do it week in and week out, we can, we can see potentially an, another tiger here on our hands. I mean, he plays very, very well. Um, and he's not the longest hitter by any means either. He's just very structurally sound all the way through his games. And then it was just so funny to how many top golfers crumbled. um, talking about Bryson, bringing that up here. He went plus four through a series of three holes. I think it was the 10th, 11th, and 12th, the hardest holes on the course. Um, That's what happens when you have a a bad day. When things ain't going right, they just don't go right. And I know people, he was complaining about one of the tee boxes. His foot slipped, which is on the par five where he ended up, I think getting a seven. Um He's the only player on tour that wears metal spikes and he's got the longest ones that you can wear. And he still slipped and he was complaining about something about how it was super slick and yada, yada, yada. No other players slipped, but I did that type of thing. So just Bryson being Bryson.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're the only guy that's happening to, it's not much of an excuse. If it's, oh, this one tee box has been giving people troubles all day. It's been a slick spot or whatever, a slick, like, then fine. But it's like when you're the one guy out of 100-plus golfers that they happen to, it's like you're just looking for an excuse at that point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I got to see a first-time thing that I've never seen in my entire life happen on Sunday. Ball got stuck in a tree um did you happen to catch that i I didn't see that yeah it was on a par three dude hit it left and it bounced off the cart path and it bounced up and it got caught in between like four four branches were like perfectly and it was sitting right in the middle of it and they didn't know what to do like obviously the golfer didn't know what to do so he called over the official and whatever and first they had to bring over a boom truck to bring up a guy so that he could go look to make sure it was his golf ball and that it wasn't some other golf ball stuck in the tree. So then they verified that it was his. Then he got to do, he, then it was a penalty. He had to drop. So you had to take a stroke for the ball landing in the tree. Yikes. Yeah. And then also, did you happen to catch the, the guy that ran onto the fairway? Yeah. And was hitting balls. Dude, he dropped eight balls and fucking just bombed them. Yeah. The cops tackled him on the fairway. Yeah.
1: And then I saw yeah, who's that who did I see? I oh, somebody commenting, commentating on it. It's like, yeah, dude's an idiot, but he's got a good swing. <laughs> like he was
0: hitting he was hitting good balls. <laughs> yeah, he dropped him and just boom, boom, <laughs> boom, just went to town. That's like, pretty crazy. Like That's, what are you do? You just walking around with a club all day, you know what yeah, I yeah. Mean? You can like they have like pro shop stuff like that. You can buy like a souvenir. There's no way he brought it in, so he had to have bought it there. But yeah, or you know, somebody could threw have been a club crazier. and he went, and... or it could have been even crazier where he ran up to a caddy and ripped the club out of the player's bag. <laughs> but he would have had to have his own balls and stuff ready. But yeah, yeah that's a ballsy move. You're definitely spending a couple of days in jail, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, what what would that even like? What what would you categorize that as? Like, It'd
0: be probably disturbing like, the peace, sort of conductor. I don't know, and then at a private event like that too, because it's mm-hmm. you know you got to pay to get in, so it's not public. Um, I don't know, trespassing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, disorderly con. Yeah, disorderly conduct, disturbing the peace, stuff like that. Just as many little tic tac things that they could probably get that guy for.
1: And if he was intoxicated. maybe
0: assault, maybe assault because he potentially could have hit somebody with a golf ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then if he's intoxicated, drunk in public, like, who knows how, but you'd think for a guy, he probably was hammered, dude, because who, what normal person would literally go out there? And yeah,
1: that? you don't go do that sober.
0: <laughs> no, you don't go do that sober. No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's all I had for today. Um, I have three, four other things here um one the u.s olympic trials i know we brought that up but they're still underway um shikari richardson from the u.s is going she set the record for the 100 meter um and she is going to tokyo so that's awesome that she was able to qualify after her grandmother's would pass away recently so that's awesome that she was able to do that saw that moment that was pretty cool um I was watching some swimming as well. And uh, what's his name? Lockley, Lockney. Ryan Lockney. Or, or Drus- Trussell. No, I think it's like Drussell or Trussell. Something along those lines. He's been like a super swimmer. He just qualified. He's qualified for three events now. I was watching him do the 50 meter and he fucking smoked everyone. It wasn't even close. And then, yeah, I mean, that's going to be finishing here in the next cup. I think the end of the week. I think all that will be um, finalized because I think the swimming was wrapping up today. I know track and field longer, like the long distance running, I believe is tomorrow. And then I think they get into like shot and stuff, but yeah, that was very interesting. And just wanted to bring that up. Also the world, Euro tournament is going on for soccer. That's been interesting. That's been on ESPN all day, every day from the crack of dawn. There's three games a day. Um, One interesting stat, Italy, has scored 32 goals since they've given up their last goal. Their last goal that they've given up was October 14th um, in 2020. (laughs) So that is so long ago. They played over a thousand minutes of not giving up a goal. So if you're looking to bet, looking to throw some hammer, some money down, that'd be a strong one as they look to be completely dominant. Um, And then my last point of the day the Supreme Court rules in favor the step one process of athletes establishing getting paid. Um, Supreme Court rules in favor nine zero in favor of athletes getting more and um, the first step of this. And universities are now allowed to give athletes more stuff as long as it includes education, so computers, um, studying abroad, internships. Anything that has to do with education universities are now allowed to start giving these athletes, which I think is a huge step in in this whole thing. Um, athletes who come from poor homes um, and stuff where they can't afford computers and stuff like that now where universities are completely able and capable of providing all of this stuff to these student athletes when they're especially working and producing all this money for them so I feel like this is a huge step, this is step one in opening all these doors and floodgates that the NCAA has been basically using its athletes as slaves in a way for however long the NCAA has been kind of a thing, and it's glad that it's kind of going to come to an end here, but then the one question that I do have or concern is you're going to see ncaa basketball and football kind of take like a next tier like it's going to be like the ncaa then it's going to be like football and basketball like where other sports could potentially be left um in the dust by if it's strictly off of money making purposes where some schools may not be able to pay the guys on their swimming team because they got to pay their football team that type of thing so there the questions are um is it going to be like a base wage that each athlete gets paid like hourly or weekly, whatever it is, they want to try to make it fair so that each athlete is, and then obviously with your likeness and all that, that's already passed in, what was that, California? So yeah. other, other states are going to hopefully be pushing along those lines, but with this first thing getting passed by the Supreme Court, that's a huge step in I forgot one of the guys said that the NCAA, I can't believe they've been doing this. One of the Supreme court people said this. It was like, I can't believe the NCAA has been doing this for so long. All the profit that they get off of the backs of all these athletes who in return get nothing. And then they can't even take $5 from a stranger to get a meal. Like (laughs) it was something ridiculous like that. Like how these people can pay these coaches $13 million as well. And then have, sports universities and organizations close down in their school it's like hey don't pay your coach this much take five million back and help the rest of your university like it's glad to see that the supreme court is really kind of coming down hard on on the ncaa here and it's good to see for all the athletes and future athletes to hopefully be coming into that
1: Mm -hmm. well that's the thing too is you start to pay the players more money have likeness you start to bring back like ncaa games like for uh like playstation xbox stuff like It'd that just be football and basketball and it's bringing yourself. that's bringing it's like it's just going to bring more money to these universities and the ncaa and these coaches right. so it's not like that that's why too. It's, it, it's, it's surprising where they spend
0: the money though is the problem
1: yeah well yeah because it's like Oh, if they looked at it as like, oh well if we do this, it's more money out of our pocket. It's the exact opposite. If you pay the players, they're gonna make you more money. If they if you throw their name on the back of a jersey and people are gonna start buying those or posters or pick, like anything, you're gonna like I don't know. It's just it's it's crazy how it's gone on this long and like it's there's been a huge shadow over it for decades, and finally we're all just like, holy shit, this has been going on for a long time. How have we
0: not realize this? So, because guess- there's already that tier, and then there's that sub tier of already schools like the Alabamas, the LSU, the Clemson's, the Ohio States, like the schools that are winning everything. Like there's never a year where besides the NCAA basketball tournament, really where you see any potential upset at something happening. Like, Mm -hmm. that, you don't see that happening because of, and it's all where the money is going, like how some universities during this COVID thing chose to shut down complete sports groups and classes and fire teachers and all this to keep their football program running. Like, that's how much money they make. Like that they had, they risked so many other people's careers and lives over choosing to make, you know, make money. And like I said, I'm glad to see the Supreme Court seeing what's actually being done. And yeah, something's got to be done when, because that's completely corrupted this. For sure. When When a school can say, oh, we have no money. And then they're building a sixty-five million dollar brand new like workout training facility or, mm-hmm. or they just get a new track or they just get a new f- returf the football field or something crazy like that. It's like you have no money.
1: <laughs> yeah. And even the thing, even the thing with like um well the SEC, how they um they gave twelve million dollars to every single school for COVID like relief fund. It's like where does that money come from? It's just all of a sudden, boom! And it's where like where does that money go? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, Whose oh, but, does that go in? Here's twelve million dollars to every school, and that's times 10, 20 schools, however many schools are in the SEC or whatever. It's like it's just out of the blue. It's like well, the, it didn't say anything about where the money came from because then it's just like then you have something to trace it back to, and you start asking questions. It's just all of a sudden. But they have to say it because otherwise, it's like all of a sudden, twelve million dollars just comes out of nowhere, and people are gonna be like, "Where the hell did that come from?"
0: So yeah, and how come these other conferences and universities aren't getting that money as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Because if it's <laughs> if it's from the NCAA, then every conference should get it, and even if it's from a government, every conference, every, it, like if it's from a public sector of any sort, if it's,
0: any public entity, it if, should be every university. That's the table. So yeah.
1: Unless the SEC was just one of those conferences that have had an
0: emergency fund
1: stored away, and other conferences haven't, and they're like, "Oh, now we can tap into that." They could kind have.
0: Of. So. But how, do you think that's realistic? No.
1: No, <laughs> but like you said, they if basically they don't if they give the most vague details, there's no way to really ask any questions or trace it to anything. So.
0: And college kids who aren't getting paid anything, what are they gonna? They ain't asking any questions yeah exactly it's like the per it's like they run the perfect business to like one they're not taking on agents and stuff like that like big time lawyers and two if you are maybe one and maybe you lose every one out of a million you know where you got that one kid who's super rich and family has a super good lawyer and the kid ends up beating you in the court case, but how many kids don't have, you know, like they have like the perfect operation with kids who don't have enough to stand up for themselves almost. It's like bow down NCAA. What, what, what am I getting today? Am I getting enough food today? Exactly. Are my books going to show up on time?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see where this is going. Is the NCAA going to come to an end? Are we going to start seeing other leagues, other, there's a lot of professional athletes that I'm sure could definitely come up with their own league and organization and take care of people a lot better than they're being taken care of now.
1: Yeah. Especially if it, if especially if it's in the best interest of these universities and the players and the students, like somebody comes in, puts together a plan, and says this is what's going to happen. The NCAA either the NCAA would have the money and resources to match it, if not better it, but would they? That's the question.
0: Well, the only thing with the like these other leagues and stuff, you wouldn't be as far as scholarships and stuff. I think that all that would be out the window, unless obviously these people are getting paid to do. Because, like, it's ran through the college. Like, the college is able to give you the full-ride scholarship. It's not like the coach handing you a check. Mm -hmm. So, like, who knows what, you know, what would happen as far as – I don't think that's the only thing that would – kids would lose full rides. There wouldn't be scholarships anymore, that type of stuff. So, it's really interesting to see what the NCAA is going to do to counter this because you know that they're going to make a move. For sure. Yeah, um supposed to wrap things up here then. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you everybody for stopping by. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to the channel. Go to our Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, anywhere and anywhere online. You can go to Google, type in the in League of Their Own podcast. We should pop up right there. Um and go to over to our page. You can also click on our merch link. Um we have hats, shirts, mugs, stickers. Hopefully, we should be dropping a handful, maybe a few more items within the next month or two here. Um, the Stanley Cup brackets are pretty much wrapping up here, so we will be reaching out to you. Um, yeah, we'll be reaching out to the three people who who have basically won um, and just let us know what you guys would like to get off the store and we can get that for you and get that sent to you. Um, if you watch the show every day and all of that as well if you check the standings also feel free to just dm us um, your mailing information right away just your name mailing information and what you'd like from the store so that we can get that off to you so yeah just thanks everybody again for stopping by and uh, we will have more content for you on wednesday sounds good we'll see you guys on wednesday